what's up everybody this is storm batiste coming to you from brooklyn new york and welcome to the first official podcast that i'm going to be shooting basically bringing you everything that i think every man should know no matter if you're white black skinny or fat these are the facts and everything that i think every man of the 21st century should know about savings investing dating and pretty much everything else in between i really want to cover everything because i feel like uh us as men we, we got to step it up. We kind of slack and um, we got to get back to, you know, those gentleman like tendencies that we had and, and, and stepping up as far as, you know, our careers go and it's just how to treat a woman and then just respecting other people. So uh, today, in order to help me do that, I have a special guest on the show to help me out. Uh, it's, a, it's a guy that's really been kind of helping me out uh, since I got to New York, actually um, ran into him a few times and turned out to be a really intelligent guy. And also one of my frat brothers, the bros, uh, Brian. Welcome to the bros. What's good? What's good? Um, Southside representer. Um, just recently moved to New York. What was that? August 2017. Excited to be here. Trying to make this money. Trying to make it in the big city. But yeah, I'm ready to talk about the things that we should know in the 21st century as men. Man, absolutely, man. Um, I guess I could just go ahead and tell you a little bit of something about myself, too, since uh, I'm new, too. So I'm from Alabama. And I pretty much just moved here about a year and some change ago. And this city is nothing like down south. (laughs) Yeah, man, like you really got to know what you came here to do. And if you don't, like you're going to quickly fall behind in other ways. Even somebody come from Chicago, the city is really sink or swim. And it's a lot. It's not that different in Chicago, Mm -hmm. but it's it's pretty different as far as pace is concerned. Yeah. I kind of want to just start off with a quote because uh, that's. You know, some I, some I want to motivate everybody, give them something to kind of just to think about for a minute. So don't wait for extraordinary opportunities. Seize common occasions and make them great. Weak men wait for opportunities and strong men make them. Mm. Just let that resonate for a minute. Can you read that one more time, please? Don't wait for extraordinary opportunities. Seize common occasions and make them great. Weak men wait for opportunities. And strong men make them happen. Mm. So that's a, I love that quote because that kind of goes into what I wanted to start to talk about before we even get into the main topic. And that's you know what is a what is a man really? Mm. You know we we talk about what we think a man should do and this and that, but you know in your opinion, what do you honestly think a man is? A man, um, it kind of just goes. Uh, if we want to use one word, if I want to use one word, it's probably be value. And uh, what I mean by value is just uh, somebody that always has something to bring to the table. A true thinker, um, somebody who's always looking to um, serve or improve the quality of life for somebody else by being a provider. You can be being a provider, being a support system, um, those type of things. I think that's what a man is, somebody of value, somebody that can really bring a different perspective, different worldview, whatever it may be. That's my understanding of what a man is, and um, that also falls in line with understanding his responsibilities and really, um, mm-hmm. really uh, taking on his responsibilities uh, fearlessly. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. Uh, and I agree a lot with that. I guess uh, my take on what a man would be, from my experience, uh, you know, like you said, a provider, man, somebody that uh, steps up mm. to the to the situation, somebody that'll stop traffic if they need to, mm-hmm. you know, to get something done, a protector. Like I know, I know the other day, you know, I was out, uh, I was out at a lounge mm-hmm. and 
you know, this, this situation happened. I was with a, a friend of mine and it was some drunk dude, you know, he was, he was all feeling himself and, um, he basically approached me. This dude is three times my size. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, okay, you know, my friend, I'm like, don't say anything because he ain't, he not even talking to us. And so she said something anyway. <laughs> and uh, next thing I know, I got all the attention on me. I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I was looking, I was sitting down too. So this man just wanted to two piece both of us. He probably could have. But so I knew in that situation, at the end of the day, I'm not about to sit there and let him disrespect you know mm-hmm. me or anybody that I came with. So mm-hmm. a man knows you know it might not be light at the end of the tunnel, but they're gonna steep you know keep trudging on anyway. Yeah. Uh, a man also doesn't really make a big deal about money because yeah, money is important. We all need money. We know that. But uh, at the end of the day, you're gonna spend money, man. Yeah. And you're gonna make money. Mm-hmm. Your money's gonna come and go. A man's job is to go out there and get that check. Yeah. You know, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Find that money, you know. Find those opportunities. You step up. So yeah, somebody could really like uh, create opportunities for themselves. Um, and I think it's just kind of a um, testament as far as what we've been through, as far as just coming from out of out of the Midwest, out of down south, and just being able to survive in this city. This city, they say, um, if you make it here, you can make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, I really understand that saying because it's not easy in New York. <laughs> It's a different quality of life. Um, the way people act, um, the co- the competition when it mm-hmm. comes to the workforce, it's jobs out here, it's people money out here. People real different out here, man. But um, New York is a city where you just grind at. You really take it one, you really, I feel like you really, it forces you to grow up a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because like you just have a, you have this tunnel vision that you got to just grind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in Chicago, like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's considered a big city, but it's a little bit, it has a Southern feel to it at the same time. So it's a little bit slow paced when you need it to be. And you can, Alabama is a lot more slow paced than New Definitely York. Definitely more slow paced. So mm-hmm. yeah, like here is just like, I feel like I'm really like growing into the man that I'm going to mm-hmm. be. Because this city just really focuses you to give on tunnel vision. It help it fo- it forces you to, uh, you know, figure out what's really important mm-hmm. to you and the type of person that you want to be. Right, right. So it sounds like a man, you know, somebody that has vision, yeah. somebody that adapts to the situation, mm-hmm. somebody that's a survivor. Man, you know, as the bros, we like to say meal do a barbecue. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you either you making it or you not. You gonna make an excuse why you didn't make mm-hmm. it. So that's just you know. I guess that's kind of what we what we would look at is being a man, somebody that respects you know women and elders, and they just read the situation for what it really is. You yeah. know, uh, don't let small petty things get to you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, you got to be well rounded, be able to adapt to that situation. So uh, now that we kind of you know talked about what a man is, I guess we can go ahead and dive into the the topic today. And uh, this might seem like common sense to some people, but you know they like you know they like to say common sense really ain't so common. Never has been. They say it ain't so common. So uh, that's what I'm gonna cover. I'm gonna cover some common sense today. So I wanted to, I want to talk about you know how to prepare for a job interview in corporate America in seven steps, and then I want to talk about something even more important, and that's the research that follows that. Oh yeah. Because yeah, you can look the part, but you gotta be the part too. You know, like you gotta have that mm-hmm. research. You gotta follow up with more than just looking like you ready. Mm-hmm. You know, looking like a million bucks. So. And before you think you know what you're talking about, like listen up. This this may seem like common sense, but like you said, common sense is not common. And and, and we're gonna tell you something. Now we only speaking from stuff that we've done. We're not gonna tell you to do something that mm-hmm. we have not done ourselves, or that we have not had success with. So. 
I mean, just just think of this as a really candid kind of conversation where we only telling y'all what's worked for us. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we we like to think we've done pretty well so far. We're still young man, you know, in our twenties right now. So, mm. I mean, Brian, this man's been on several interviews. He just got a job. Still on been more on, interviews. Been on more interviews. Yeah, I've been on. I've been on the job search. I got. I'm employed now, but um, I'm always looking for the next opportunity. So. I'm always looking for ways to protect, perfect my uh, interviewing style, and um, yeah, like interviews become fun for me after a while. So that's how it has yeah, to be, man. Yeah. You gotta have fun with it. So let's dive in. So let's start with step one. So if you know anything about getting ready for a job interview, you know it starts the night before. So what does that mean? So the night before, you need to definitely go ahead and. Iron those clothes. Mm. How how important would you say ironing clothes were? Like, would you go to a job interview wrinkle? I might. Nah. <laughs> nah. But, um, yeah, like, definitely. Depending on what you're wearing, you want to make sure everything is ironed. Um, like, I've seen guys come in, like, uh, with suits on, um, but they have a white collar shirt up under, but it's wrinkled. I've seen people walk in interviews with wrinkled, um, wrinkled pants on, wrinkled khakis on. It's just like... Come on, bro. Like, do you really want to? Do, <laughs> do you really want the job? You can't. You gotta. You can't do half of it. You know. You gotta. Yeah. So, iron your clothes. Charge your phone. Yeah. If you got an iPhone six, please charge your phone. I just got a new battery. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I just got a new battery, man. Because before it was a struggle. You want to set your alarm about an hour and a half early. Mm. It gives you kind of a little bit of wiggle room because. You know, when I wake up in the morning, man, sometimes I'm just... Slow motion. <laughs> nope. <laughs> man, I don't even know what I be doing half the time. I'm just looking up, just yeah. like contemplating, do I really even need a job today or this interview? Yeah, like I, I do, I usually do uh, two hours because mm-hmm. I'm just a slow, I'm not a morning person at all. And I feel like that two hours just gives you time to just bullshit, do whatever you're going to do. If you don't want to, if you want to just lay in bed and mm-hmm. just like look at the ceiling, you could definitely do that. <laughs> I do that a lot. I do that all um, the time. <laughs> But uh, two hours, I, I do two hours because it just gives me time to relax. Like, I feel like I don't have to rush to get ready for this job interview. Right. So you definitely want to give yourself some extra time. You know, you're going to be rushing in the morning. Also, make sure you have clean socks, underwear, and a white T-shirt or white beater. Yeah, you know, some dirty man out there. <laughs> do your laundry. Hey, man, come on, man. If you don't do it right no other time of the year, mm. this one day is where it counts. Every day, man. Come on. Every day. <laughs> but Not just this one. But for especially this, job this day. Especially. <laughs> every day. Especially this day. He said every day, but I want you to do this one thing right. So, uh, and then lastly, for step one, and I feel like this is just something as a man you should do anyway every week. Mm. Get a haircut or a shave, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you got you to gotta shave all your facial hair off. If you got dreads, you know, I'm not saying cut them all off, but. It's a way that you do everything. It's not, you know, it's not what it looks like. It's how it looks, you know, yeah. when it's time to do it. So if you got dressed, then, you know, pull them back. You know, get your lino still. Uh, you got facial hair. Shape up. Mm-hmm. You know, just the essential, the stuff you the yeah. stuff you already know to do. Just, you know, do it. Don't like, don't knock yourself out the, um, out the uh, job selection process because you don't want to shave or you don't want to get your head together, like, I've seen men walk into interviews with the little um 
the spongy stuff going, like the uh, no. the, the sponge brush thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. had that going. It's mm-hmm. just like nah, just pick your hair out for that day. Nah, like I know, like man. people is do- are doing yeah, that right now, but it's on, just man. like yeah, in nah, college and yeah. <laughs> high school, man. Yeah, like come on, man. Like don't don't walk into an interview like mm-hmm. that. I seen people come in beard all just out mm-hmm. of control. Like it's just like. You killing yourself before you even say a word. Like they look at you first. Like first impressions are key before it. Like it could be a, it could be interviewers in that is that is look at you and be like, but, but I don't she, like the way you look. So forget what you talking. No, about. seriously though, and, and check this. This this is the crazy part though. They're not even gonna tell you this. Nobody's gonna say anything about your face, your hair. Mm-hmm. You know, you bit none of that stuff. They're just gonna look at you though and be like, okay, cool. We'll call you. <laughs> we'll, we'll call you. That's all they're gonna nah, say. Or they'll say like we just started interviewing. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get back yeah. to you. We'll get back to you in a, in a few weeks. Literally, you're, you're literally the first person. Once they say that, it's over. Man, don't just go ahead and start looking for the next yeah. job, man. Just thank you for your time, because come on, man, you got to be taken seriously. So yeah, take care of the facial hair. Shave, uh, you know, if you don't normally shave, at least keep it together, make it tight. Yeah, clean cut is the key because you can. My bad, I know I'm, I'm kind of hanging on this, this step one, but and people have tried to argue this point, but man, you can be the sharpest man in the world, you mm-hmm. could be brilliant, mm-hmm. but people is perception, man, it's how they see you, man. They mm-hmm. judge you, people are judging you all the time, man. Mm-hmm. The, the, the guy with the suit, you know, dressed very well, opposed to you know, whatever, you know, coming in, like, yep. They don't see your intelligence. They, they once you speak, yeah, they see it. But it's going. They're gonna go off what they see first. So don't don't kill yourself early. So that's step one. Step two. So can you can you summarize step one one more time? Summarize that. Okay. So step one. All right. Just summarize it. Just give me like step, two two sentences. Step one. You need to take care of the essentials. Just iron your clothes, charge your phone, mm. set your alarm an hour and a half early, mm-hmm. shave, mm-hmm. get your hair cut up, and whatever you do, and then just make sure you have some drawers, mm-hmm. some socks, mm-hmm. and a white undershirt or white beater. Yep. All right. Boom. There it is. Step one. And then, so moving on to step two. This is the hygiene, and y'all know how to do this stuff. This is just brushing your teeth, yep. washing your face, brushing your hair. And uh, I guess the one thing that I can really just stress about this is just put deodorant on. Put the stick of deodorant on. Please do not. I mean, yeah, we like to smell good with the spray. Yeah. It worked for that moment and those nah, minutes. Don't, don't but do it. Don't do it. Axe ain't working today. Nah, please. Um, put the also, also be cautious. Like, don't do too much with the cologne. If you wear cologne, don't do too much. I would say hit three. What is it? Three? Four? Four spots? You want to hit the wrist, the wrist and then you want to hit the neck, mm-hmm. and then that's it. That's don't it. put it all over. You're not nah, going you to the club. Don't, don't you're not going yourself. to the club <laughs> because you're going to start sweating, <laughs> and they're going to smell you. So Please don't bathe like, in don't, it. Don't do that. Like Wrist, neck, you're good. Man, that's it. That quick. So just the stick of deodorant. Just take care of your essential stuff. Do everything you do every day anyway. Mm-hmm. Step three. Then that's just putting something in the tank. Make sure you eat something. I know people are different, mm-hmm. but uh, you know my mom always used to make me like... She used to actually cook for me. You know, we from down south, so we like to actually eat. So I had the bacon, the eggs, and the grits, had the sausage, everything. So I'm not saying you got to do that. You could eat some cereal, Pop-Tart, granola bars, fresh fruit. Yep. It's, it's really a million different things you could do. What I'm telling you not to do is just not, you know, don't eat anything. Mm-hmm. At least have something. Like, have you ever found yourself hungry in the middle of a job interview? Yeah. Or have you ever done that? Yeah, I um, had a job interview uh, last Friday. And um, I ate, but it was, it was a long interview. But um, I ate, 
uh, probably like an hour, maybe an hour and a half before. And I was halfway through the interview and I got hungry. So once you start getting hungry, like your focus is off. Like I, from experience, like you just can't, it's harder to focus when you're hungry because you're thinking about more. So what is that to eat rather than what you're saying? Man. So unfortunately, um, the place I was at had snacks. <laughs> so I was good. Yeah, he got lucky. <laughs> but I got lucky. I got lucky. But um, basically, like you just got to remember that um, you need to eat. And you also need to bring snacks with you. By the time when you first get to the place uh, that you're interviewing at, I would suggest you eat a granola bar, eat eat something, um, bring a snack with you, and have something in your pocket. So if you do get hungry, that you can just get that whatever that hunger out of you. Man, like I said, everybody is different, man. But what you don't want to do is just not eat. Yep. Like, don't be thinking about the bodega you passed on the way up mm-hmm. there. This nice Chinese spot on the corner. None of that stuff matters. Just you need to focus on what you came to do. Mm-hmm. Easy. Step four. This is when you headed to the closet. You suited up. It's time mm-hmm. to get up. So, yeah. <laughs> now, this is the 21st century. It's different. <laughs> so, we ain't bringing out, we ain't busting out the, the all black suit with the black tie and the white shirt. You know. The, You're not valet. Right. You ain't valet. <laughs> thank you. You're not valet, man. So, what we're going to do is we're just going to give y'all a few different options. But uh, the main thing to know is that what you wear is, is really, you know, really derives from that research you've done on the company. Because everybody, mm-hmm. you know, the, the coach is different depending yeah. on what company you're interviewing for. Yeah. So for us to sit up here and give you one way to dress for all of these interviews Mm-mm. is insane. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. So uh, because like um, with a lot of probably just a lot of millennials out there mm-hmm. listening, um, you have to understand that we just got a different approach to the way businesses are run today. So, um, usually, um, what we're used to is probably a full suit, um, suit and tie right. for an interview. But today, people will look at you crazy if you wear a suit, depending on the culture. Sideways, so, man, what's important when you're um, preparing for an interview is to actually look on the company's website mm-hmm. and see pictures of people actually in the office. The culture, yep. See the culture. See what people are wearing. If people are wearing business casual, that's just polos and khakis that's probably what you want to go for if they more relaxed than that you probably want to still do business casual for the interview if you see like it's really uptight everybody's wearing a suit Mm -hmm. everybody has women have pants suits on you want to wear a suit to the interview you just want to remember that people are intimidated can be turned off really Mm -hmm. quick by what you wear right um for the interview i had on friday i did research on the company and they they basically wore anything they wanted to wear so what I just did business casual. I just wore a collar shirt. Okay. I put I had a pullover, um, a little pullover sweater, some khakis, and some um, just uh, what was it? Some sliders. That's all I wore. So it was simple, and um, it nobody was intimidated by it. Nobody was turned off by it. So this is the difference between with me and him. Like he did it right. He did, did his research, <laughs> and he was well prepared <laughs> to go in there. Me on the other hand, you know, thinking I just knew what it was. <laughs> I go into the interview dressed like I went for the last interview, not looking at the company culture, thinking, okay, suit and tie, mm-hmm. I'm good. So I get there, and then, you know, the people I'm interviewing aren't even dressed in a suit and tie. I'm in there dressed to the nines. You know, I'm looking, I'm feeling sharp. I'm looking sharp, thinking they about to, you know, <laughs> we about to do this thing. And the man just coming in, he like, I see you're ready. <laughs> you know, he's looking at me, and I'm looking like a consultant or something <laughs> at the company. Like, and I had, you know, I really wanted to take my time and loosen my shirt, but at you know at that point I was stuck in it then. Yeah. But 
you you don't want to be in that situation. And then that was an example of me not doing my research. Mm-hmm. And not to say a suit and tie is bad, but it's the 21st century, so you have to adapt. Nothing's yeah. the same anymore. So uh, I guess I do want to give y'all some suit options, though. So because sometimes you know in corporate you do need to wear a suit, mm-hmm. and you, you have to look sharp and you know present yourself well. So. I'm not. I know. I said the black, your know, cliche black suit is not the way to go, but that sometimes still does work. Mm-hmm. But you can also change it up. So you can go with a, a navy blue suit, a gray suit, mm-hmm. or a black suit. Yeah. So what? Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a blue suit, and this is what I've done. That's kind of worked for me. So with a blue suit, and this is a navy blue suit. Uh, it's just the navy blazer, the slacks, and then what I like to do is I put on brown socks, uh, brown shoes. And a brown belt. My brown belt always matches the brown shoes. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I'm not saying it has to be 100% identical, but from a distance, if you can, they can kind of tell you the same. Do not wear a black belt with brown shoes. Ooh. Please. That was a good point. That Please good point. don't do that. You look crazy. You look crazy. Do man, not do it. Don't, don't look like an amateur out here, man. That's, yeah. that's why I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've made we've we've all made mistakes. It's not it's nobody's fault, you know. But we are gonna help do better. Do not please don't. Now that we know, so with this with this blue suit, you uh I throw on a yellow shirt because of a blue with the yellow kind of makes it pop a little bit more. And then with the tie, it's like a yellow tie with maybe some blue patterns on it. You don't want to do too much, but at the same time, you do want to let them know you can dress now. Like mm-hmm. you want to be well dressed, but don't do too much. And so that's the blue suit. But if you was just to wear like a gray suit or a black suit. Keep the tie as basic as it can be. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to go with a white shirt. I would say stick with solid colors for the tie. Stick solid with, colors. Not right. too many. Like, you can have a little pattern here mm-hmm. and there, but I usually just go with solid patterns because you don't want your tie to be distracting. Right, right. You don't you don't want too many patterns there. So, the only time I did do the pattern, and this is just for me, this is just what worked for me, but... The, the, the blue pattern that helped with that situation because the blue, it wasn't too much. You want like no crazy wild pattern. It was just like a blue and then it had like a, I mean, it was a yellow tie with like a blue line going through it. Mm-hmm. And my brother, that looked sharp. <laughs> I looked sharp, my brother, <laughs> with this brother tie. I looked sharp. So, uh, that's that. And then, um, with the watch, what you, what you think about watches? Always wear a watch, man. Um, it's old school. But, um, you just gotta remember that it just shows that you're punctual. Like even if you don't use it, like, people just like to see your watch on your wrist. Left wrist. Mm. Your watch is always to be worn on your left wrist. Um, if you wear it on your right, people start looking at you funny. You look like you don't really know what you're doing. Um, you always want to keep your watch uh, on the left wrist. Always wear a watch to an interview because it just shows that you're about punctuality. Right, right. What about these socks, man? We wearing these, you know, the Adidas, the dry fit. Oh, no, no, no. We're not wearing you. Yeah, you, you burn your dry fits for the day. Like, you better not, I better not catch nobody in a dry fit. Nothing. You need to get some hey. colored socks. Okay. All right? I'm okay. taking it back to my mama. Colored what ma- socks. What mama say, man? You don't wear colored socks at church. You wear colored socks at church. Mama's mama, mama used to always tell me. Anytime I try to put on white socks. Hey, mama knows best. Mama knows best, You want to wear colored socks. I don't care. If they, they could just be black. I don't care. Just, just make sure they are not... Adidas, Nike, none of that. Oh my god, cause man, I'm telling y'all, think y'all slick, man, with these white socks and these <laughs> these sports. I mean, just don't do it to yourself, man. Don't do it to yourself, man. So anyway, that's that's pretty much like the suit and the dress attire. Do your research. You can dress based off of that. But we just wanted to give y'all some of the stuff that we we mm-hmm. will wear to an interview. So that's step four. 
All right, well, step five, that kind of goes back a little bit into the hygiene that we were talking about, and that's just the cologne. I do one or two squirts on my wrist and then one or two squirts on my neck. Yep. Again, you're not bathing in it. You know how some nah. people like to spray it and spin it. Nah, none of that. Like, mm-hmm. we ain't going to the club, right? You do that You do that on your own time. You do it on your own time. If so. that wrist hit that neck, you good. You good, man. You want to have a fragrance when you walk in the room, but you don't want to... You don't want to be overbearing, and don't try some new stuff that you ain't that you've never tried Just go before. Like yeah, all the usual. Whatever your lady told you smells good. <laughs> Just keep that on. You know, if you, whatever you somebody was like, mm, you smell good. Just. Just go with the smell good, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't try no new stuff. I don't care what the name brand on it is. And uh, so that's what step five. Um, step six. This is the most. This one of the most important steps because um. All the rest of this stuff really don't matter if you just forget the essentials. And so step six is uh, you want to make sure you have a pen, a mm-hmm. resume, yep. a couple of copies of your resume, yeah. uh, something to put the resume in. That could be a, what, a booklet or something. Yeah, a, a folder. A folder, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, And then you want to have your mindset right. And let me just, an example of this, because this happened to me just recently. So I was at a job interview like two weeks ago. And uh, prior to actually meeting in person... I sent this man my resume at least between six and ten times, I'm sure. Like, six and ten times because he kept asking me for it. And I get to the interview. You know, I'm, I'm there. And luckily, I brought my resume. The first thing he asked me for when I sit down, he has yeah. a laptop pulled up in front of him. Hey, do you have your resume? I'm just like, I mean, you got the computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I know, I know, like, now, like, everybody applies to jobs online and... Everybody has your resume. Everybody should have their resume with you or whoever you're interviewing with has your resume already. But you just want to be prepared because they just see that as... That could be just a test for them to see if you're prepared. Um, having at least five copies of your resume is good. Like You always want... And even if they got it, still give it to them. Unless they say, no, nah, I already got it, mm-hmm. you should still be giving them your right, resume. Right, right, man. It's, it's the perception, man. The resume is like... Yeah. They might already have it. They might have it pulled up on a computer, but they just want to see if you prepare for mm-hmm. it, man. Like, remember, especially in New York, this is something I had to come to realize, man. It's not just you. You got like 50 other people that might be fighting for the same position. Yep. Step seven. Oh, my fault, my fault. Oh. We got on to that. Um, so when you bring that notebook with you to the uh, interview, make sure you ask permission to take notes. Mm-hmm. Everybody might, somebody might see that as rude if you're like writing while, um, while they're talking. Really, the only time you should be taking notes is when you ask questions or when they're breaking down different parts of the job that you didn't know about. Do not just start writing while they're talking. Right, right. Ask them, is it okay if I take notes? Mm. Some some companies have policies to where they say, like, you can't share any information uh, from this interview with anybody else. Mm. So you have to remember, like, you need to ask permission to take notes. Um, but most of the time, the only time you'll be taking notes is when you during that question phase to where you ask any questions that you need to know. Definitely, man. Just be prepared all across the board, man. Um, I, I at least keep two pins on me at all times in my 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 left blazer pocket on the inside. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just be prepared in case you might not ever even need the pin or any of that stuff. But you don't want to be caught without it. That's pretty much it. Yep. So step six, step seven, and this is the commute. Now I know back in Alabama. It was way different, man, because I was driving back then. You know, I had the wheel. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I knew I knew my way around the city. So I knew how to get to wherever I had to go in the shortest amount of time it took. And I would be there about 15 to 20 minutes early. But in New York, man, it's a beast. Like, uh, 
What you got? You got train traffic. You got train traffic. The train is gonna stop at some point. I'm Man, convinced. Like hundred percent. Anytime you got somewhere you gotta be, the train is always gonna be delayed. I'm convinced. I'm telling you, this he's not making this. But up. um, yeah, like uh, you just want to make sure you just get on that train early. Like I would say, leave an hour early, an hour uh, before your uh, interview, in order to make sure you get there on time. An hour, least, hour and a half. At least an hour. At hour, least an hour. hour and a half, because you just never know what's going to happen. Like You need to map it out the day before. You need to map that all out, how long it's going to take you, um, what trains, the different trains that you can take to get there, because you never know what can happen. Like People are always like trying to jump on a train and <laughs> jump and kill themselves in New York. Like, it's, oh, Lord. it's out of control. But um, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> You just gotta be uh, conscious of that. Like, just um, make sure you're mapping out your time right. Um, you need to get to the interview usually 15 minutes before, mm-hmm. because sometimes if you get there earlier than that, you might run into another candidate. Right, right, right. And like that makes them a little. That sometimes they don't uh, interviewers don't the, like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. interviewers don't like that sometimes. So, 15 minutes uh, max. If you get there early, just go to a coffee shop or something, just mm-hmm. so you can relax. And just get your know where you right. gotta be, yeah. like so you don't have to guess about it and be running around in circle. With, Chasing Siri because yep. you know Siri. Yeah, Siri send you off. Siri, Siri had you in Queens. Real Siri don't want to see you make it. <laughs> Siri does not want to see you make it, man. Because Siri had me running around the block. You know, it's just map out what you need to do, oh. and then it don't matter if you're there early. You don't have to be in the actual building you're supposed to be at. Just be around the area and just know where you have to be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in New York, man. Any, it just just realize that on your way to the interview, any and everything is going to try to stop you from getting there. They're mm-hmm. gonna have the bridge might catch on fire. You're gonna have a sick passenger mm-hmm. train traffic. Like Brian said, somebody might jump in front of the train the day that you need to make it to this interview. And granted, I'm not trying to say it like, hey man, it happens, man. Like, I remember one Friday, everybody was jumping. I was like, yo, like, why is everybody depressed <laughs> this Friday? <laughs> <laughs> like it was, about, it was about five, six people <laughs> jumping. And I was like, "Yo, <laughs> it's Yo, a rough Friday." <laughs> I'm dead, man. That's that's crazy, man. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy Friday. I don't know what that was, man. But but um, for people who don't live in New York, it's kind of the same protocol. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend uh, if you're driving, definitely just leave the house like at least an hour, depending on how far it is from mm-hmm. the hour to forty five minutes before. Still, do not show up to the interview 30 minutes early. Like, I know you want to be on, um, I guess, early. Mm-hmm. But um, it's always good to just do 15 minutes. And if you're there before uh, before the time of your interview, just chill. Just get your mind right. Don't 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 be all uptight. Don't be all nervous. Yeah, man. I mean, and even if you are nervous, I know I like to be nervous. Yeah. I like to be nervous. I know I'm going to be on the edge and I'm going to perform at the yeah. top tier. So everybody's different. Brian might be cool, calm, and collected, mm. but me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready. Like, I got yeah. this information, I studied and everything, mm-hmm. so I've done everything <laughs> right to talk time. about it. Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to get it out. And uh, one more thing, man, I forgot about this, especially if you're in the city. So, um, say, you know, even though we talked about how you gotta have, you know, this amount of your resume, your copies of your resume, say you forget it, mm. you know, what can they do if they're out and, ah, yeah, and they yeah. just forgot their resume? Definitely gotta go find the staples of FedEx print mm-hmm. and um, the night before, you should just send your resume to yourself just in case. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we're rushing out the house, we forget it. So definitely try to find that um, FedEx or Staples uh, closest to you wherever your interview is at. Um, take the time to just go there, print it out. You'll be all right. 
Right, right. So FedEx has everything you need. You need folders. They got that in mm-hmm. there too. FedEx is looking out. So I mean, if you if you just so happen to forget it, man, just make sure you leave. Because remember, you leaving early anyway. So this is why you're doing that in case you gotta you know mm-hmm. make an extra stop. So just to kind of cover the steps one more time, that was that was all seven. That was all seven. That was all seven. But because I know we was kind of you know. Given our experiences in the middle of each step, mm-hmm. we're going to run through it one more time just to make sure everybody heard. So, uh, step one, it starts the night before. Mm-hmm. Set your alarm, get your hair cut, charge your phone, make sure you got the clean socks, drawers, and undershirts. Mm-hmm. Number two is the hygiene. The same <laughs> thing that you do 365 days of the year, do it again today. Step three, just make sure you eat something. It could be anything, cereal granola bars take some with you a snack some light you know in case you get hungry there you don't want to be thinking about food when you're sitting in the heat of battle step four suit up you know do your research on the company always wear a button down is what i would say but just make sure you've done that initial research so that you're not caught at the job interview with the wrong attire on don't wear a suit if you don't have to wear a suit if you need to though so step five just put some cologne on uh, one to two squirts don't overdo it Step six, the essentials. Just make sure you have that pen, the resume, the booklet or the binder you're going to put it in or the folder, and then have your mind, you know, on what you came to do. And then step seven is the commute. You always want to leave at least an hour, hour and a half, because y'all know that this city is, is against you. It's either you, you know, meal doing or barbecuing. So do not eliminate yourself early by making these these small mistakes. So that's just steps one through seven. Mm-hmm. And then I did promise y'all that we were going to touch on a little bit, you know, about the research aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I know Brian, uh, Brian is actually, uh, he helped me out with this a lot. He, uh, he kind of, you know, told me what his method of doing research was. And I thought it was mm-hmm. really interesting. And I actually started applying it myself a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. when, when I see fit. So, what did, what did, what do you do when it when it comes to researching for companies? So uh, it's a variety of ways you can go about it. Um, what I do is, um, of course, you just want to go um, over the company's mission, um, the company's values. Um, you can memorize those if you want to. Um, but when you do memorize those, just tell them how they resonate with you, and um, tell them how they relate to your uh, past uh, ex- work experience. Um, Another way you can go about it is um, reading up on the company. So every company probably has a Twitter page, Facebook page. Right. Um, what you want to do is just see what's going on, what's been recently going on with the company. And uh, you want to just kind of comment on that in the interview or you can make that a question. Like I saw, like, for example, uh, you could say that, let's say Facebook. Um, Facebook, something's going on at Facebook. What happened at Facebook? Give me an example. Um, Facebook. Oh is yeah, added. the skin. The, the, well, what you mean, like? Nah, I'm not talking about nothing bad. Okay. But okay. Uh, let's say, uh, let's say you, uh, let's say you are going to interview for Facebook, and um, they got a new feature um, on the app or something like that, mm-hmm. and you see it on the um, Twitter feed. Talk about the app, what it's about. Right. Yeah. How much know, you, you know, know what's yeah. currently going yeah. on in the company. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. Know I what's see. going on currently mm-hmm. in the company. Um, other than that. Um, it's always good to uh, look up initiatives they're into. Um, just uh, think about um, who you're actually interviewing with. 
Um, sometimes when you go on an interview, they will give you a list of people that you'll be interviewing with. Right, right. Um, take the time to stalk those mm, people's LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn is your page best friend, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, it's good to see where they Boy, came LinkedIn from. LinkedIn has saved my life, man. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, when you say some crazy stuff, it'd be an awkward moment. Yeah. You just all of a sudden relate something to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it helps. It, it just shows them that you're eager that, that you want the job. Like, you've taken the time to really um, look through the company because... Um, you'll actually be surprised how many come, how many people come to an interview not knowing anything about the company mm-hmm. um, or the position. So that also leads me to like understand the position, mm-hmm. like be able to read that oh, position. This is so important. Right? Yeah, like oh because sometimes God. we apply to jobs and then we forget mm-hmm. what we applied to. Right. But that's the the reason why you apply to jobs is you only apply to jobs that you're really interested mm-hmm. in. So make sure because sometimes you get the question of. What are you most excited about right. in this position? Like you've had time to read over the job description. Mm-hmm. What parts of the job description are you most excited about? Or you'll get what parts of the job description are you have? Do you think you'll have the most challenges with? Mm-hmm. It's good to know that job description because it gives you a chance to just understand what you'll be doing, but also bring up questions or answer questions that they might have for you. Absolutely, man. And like. I've I've done this before. I've been so concerned about doing research on the company, finding out who the CEO mm-hmm. was, you know, finding out uh, the cap, the, the capital, and, and find out revenue and assets and everything and these numbers, and just trying to be so impressive with that. I realize I don't even know what I'm applying. For. Like yeah. I know what I'm applying for. I know the name of the position, but as far as what that entails and really what I will be doing on a day to day basis, I realize. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. So when they ask me what part of it are you excited about, what parts might be a little challenging to you, I found myself like not knowing it. So you never want to be caught in that. Don't be so caught up on that company research that yep. you forget yep. about the actual job description. Yeah, company company research is very important. And I would say just focus on one or two aspects, whether it's the mission and okay. how it resonates with you or the values and how they relate to you. Or uh, some type of program that you're really attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the best way to go about doing research. Don't try to memorize everything because it's going to be impossible. It's crazy to try to do that. Especially yeah. if you apply for more than one job. You know, you exactly. have multiple minute yeah, interviews. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like you just want to memorize that. Be able to speak on it. You don't need to know it in depth, but mm-hmm. be able to speak about it if they do. If you want to bring it up or if, you, if they ask you a question about right. it. Right. You don't have to know everything. Just be able to have a conversation if you need to. Yeah. Because I, I just recently came from a, a interview and he just he asked me, he's like, you know, so, you know, what's the latest, you know, uh, the latest article in finance that you found really interesting? Yeah. He really just asked me that. And that has yeah. like <laughs> zero to do about what I studied on the yeah. you know, company website. Yeah. But the thing is, is that now that you know, all this technology and stuff that we have, you have to do, you got to take that extra step. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why you said be really genuinely interested in the company that you're applying for, because mm-hmm. You're not the only one that's interested in this position, man. And, and they're going to like, they're going to shake your tree and they're going to figure out if you, you know, BSing them or not. So take that extra step. He said, he talked about the news tab, you know, talk about, uh, the CEO uh, of the company mm-hmm. because they're not going to ask you who's the CEO. They're not going to sit there and ask you that. They're going to be like, well, so, um, so and so did this, and you know we're moving towards this direction. And you know what do you think about X, Y, and Z, or what did you find interesting about that? And they're just mm-hmm. gonna say his name and expect you to know. And if you don't, not gonna call you on it. They're just gonna move right along. Yep. You won't even know that mm-hmm. they knew you didn't know. So I'm telling you, man, it's it's people are a lot smarter than you think, and they catch it even if you don't. So yep. what are the like two things that you that you focus on like in particular, like? 
Um, usually it's just that uh, I find something that I really like about a company because you do really you usually get the question like why why us. Mm-hmm. So um, for the last company I interviewed with, um, what I thought it was an invest it was a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. So what I um, what I focused on was the um, initiative that they have to work with nonprofits to help them better use data. And I did that because I have the history of working with nonprofits. Right. So I was able to speak on it. So that's why. So find something. I usually find something that relates to my past work experiences within the company. Exactly. And then go from there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to talk about because you're comfortable with it. And it's nothing you're really memorizing. So the company that I interviewed with, they had worked with um, various nonprofits, just um, helping them uh, analyze data and come up with best practices. Mm-hmm. Simple. Because right. I've experienced it. So it was easy for me to talk about. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be comp- Don't try to learn everything because you're going to forget. Because when you're in an interview, you're nervous, mm-hmm. and sometimes stuff just leaves you. Exactly. So mm-hmm. be pick something that you're comfortable with, or something that can relate to your past job. Experience. When do you usually start? Just from what you've done, when do you usually start? Like once you know you're about to start, mm-hmm. or you have an interview coming up, yeah. Or you you know you're genuinely interested in this company. Mm-hmm. When do you actually start doing your research for that company? Um, as soon as I get that uh, saying that they want an in person interview, mm-hmm. um, usually so. Usually with the first interview, it's going to be 30 minute phone call. So I don't spend that much time on it. Right, so I right. might prep like a day before because it's a 30 minute conversation. So they're not going to ask you too much. They'll probably just ask you why us. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, you can bullshit through that. Mm-hmm. But it's usually the in-person interview that I take a week to actually, uh, look for stuff that I'm interested okay, in and how I approach questions. Okay. Because you have to just remember that, um, you know, like, it's better like to sleep on stuff. It's better to kind of practice it how you would say it, how right. you're gonna because when you're in an interview, you're never gonna say say anything the same way that you practice it. So remember that when you're um when you're preparing for it, just you gotta sleep on stuff like mm-hmm. that because you'll be able to remember it better, you'll be able mm-hmm. to talk better about it. And that's it. so true, man. Yeah. Like I stress myself out trying to study so hard one time, man, but honestly, I just I just slept on it. Yeah. I slept on it. I didn't stress myself out anymore. I slept mm-hmm. on it, man. I woke up. I still knew the information. I knew it better, I felt like, actually, yeah. because I gave my mind time to really process mm-hmm. what I had already been researching that, that yeah. whole week prior and, to. And you're able to finesse it better because mm-hmm. you know what you know what you're talking about. You've been preparing for it for this week. So it's just like when you get to an interview, like, yeah, you have butterflies, but it's just not as intense because mm-hmm. you've studied this stuff. Right. And you know how to talk about and it. And you feel prepared, yeah. too. Like, you're not even worried about what they're going to ask you because you just, you know, you've taken those days to do that. And you're yeah. not just rushing it. So I actually I want to I want to go even deeper. I want to die cuz I really want to help people out with this cuz this is hard. A lot of people don't know how to make heads or tails of it or where to start cuz there's so much information. Mm. So from your experience, what questions do you know that like that you've been asked mm. on pretty much every interview you've been on that people can kind of just know, okay, if I don't get asked anything else, mm. I'm at least get asked like these two, three questions right mm. here so they can at least know when they're looking through that site to know these answers. Even maybe not even information from the site maybe it's a personal question about the person mm-hmm. you know like uh why are you interested in the company i know you mentioned mm-hmm. that or what are the challenges or tell me about yourself you know like yeah. stuff like that tell me about yourself question is um it's a tough question for anybody because basically it's supposed to take you 30 30 to 60 seconds to summarize all of your work experiences up to that point in your life 
But the best way to handle that question is to always just talk about what you're doing currently. So give a brief background, like where you're from. Like I always start off like I'm from Chicago. I just recently moved to the uh, East Coast, August. And um, you just go from there, like what you've been doing up to that point in your career. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you want to have an elevator pitch? Yeah, that know? is your elevator. Yeah, yeah, Tell me about your soul question. Is your elevator? Yeah. Pitch. So, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot and nothing like yeah. that. But can you can you shed some light, a little bit of light oh, on with no. that? All right. With the elevator pitch. All right. Uh, so, um, my elevator pitch. All right. This is on the spot, but I don't think I've been through enough. All right. So I usually say like, "Hi, um, I'm Brian. I'm from Chicago." And um, I recently moved to the East on August 2017, and um, I have been working as a uh, program manager with such and such organization. And what I do on my day-to-day basis, I uh, help students find mentors. Well, I I help students find mentors on their college campus and uh, coach them on things such as uh, academic advising, um, career career growth, financial aid, things like that. Okay. So... It's uh, that 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 is the rough version of it, but mm-hmm. that's basically the gist because now they can just ask questions. That was a solid. Um, no, that was definitely like yeah. so, and you don't want it to be too long, man. Just, yeah. I mean, I'm a storyteller, so I like to tell stories. But man, remember, be intentional with everything that you mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Always relate it and make it come back to what the position is about. Mm-hmm. You know, make the, the transferable skills that you have. You could talk. I don't care what you're talking about. You know, talk about wherever you're from. Like, I like to say I'm I'm one of ten, which means everything that I wanted, I had to go get. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, it's also an emotional component when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about that is, like, you can always tell a story. You want to get the interviewer uh, emotionally attached to your story, mm-hmm. but you also want to make sure it's uh, intentional, as Christian said, mm-hmm. as far as uh, just not uh, making sure that they're. You're connecting whatever stories you're telling the skills that you can apply to the position mm-hmm. or what you've done um, throughout your uh, work experiences. All right. So, and the last thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, the end of the interview. And this is, they love to ask this, you know, uh, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> but but before we even go into that, can I know, and I know we gave y'all a lot of information just now, kind of everywhere. So, can we kind of sum up everything we just said? So, mm. Whenever you're about to go to this company, you're about to do your research for this, what are like the main things that you need to have? Like if you can just A, B, and C them out for somebody just that want to know the simple one, two, three. So research. Research mm-hmm. is key. Okay. And the, key, and the three things that you can focus on in research uh, together or apart. Mm-hmm. Um, company mission. Okay. Um, visit the company's social networking page to right. see what's uh, been going on lately with them. Uh, company values, right. um, see how they resonate with you. You can take those three things and speak on them. My best advice is to just find something that relates to your past work experiences mm-hmm. and speak on that because you'll be a lot more comfortable with it. Silent. That's that, that's pretty much what it is. So if yeah. you ain't getting nothing else from what we said, that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you need to do. So let's talk about, you know, so you, you yeah. made it through this interview. We asked you all these and it's, it's yeah. coming to an end. So... Uh, do you have any questions for me? Yeah, man. Questions. Uh, <laughs> questions are really uh, the chance for them to see like if you're actually interested, like in the position. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course you start off with the basic. Um, 
what's the day to day look like, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you want to go, you want to follow that up with uh, potential. They might cover this in the uh, actual day to day, but you want to follow up that with um, what are potential challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the company culture? Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. What is the team dynamic? Sometimes I ask, what is the education history right. of the uh, people that on the team? Because it's good to see like the type of people that you're working. Oh, with. they def- That's a good question. Yeah, yeah that, like right? um, mm-hmm. because remember, like these are going to be your colleagues. These are the people you're going to be working with. Mm-hmm. Like um, what I found is like uh, because I work in the tech space now. Um, what I found is a lot of people from education go to tech. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know like the people you're working with because you have relatable experiences. Mm-hmm. Probably you never know, and you can see how you can grow in that team. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, so I guess uh, he pretty much touched on a lot of the the good questions, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the culture, the team dynamic, mm-hmm. and then you know you want some professional development out that road too. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know uh, opportunities for professional development. Yeah, opportunities Definitely. for professional development. You mm-hmm. know, will you be working? You know. In the office, or you, you obviously, you know, if it's a sales role, I kind of mm-hmm. like to ask that. If I'm still kind of wondering, you know, about what I'm going to be doing as far as sales, just in, in every set of questions is not really the same. Those are some solid questions that you can ask. That yeah. was at least three or four questions right there. Yeah. That yeah. work every time. Yeah. And like to top all those questions off that I just mentioned, um, to show the interviewer that you're actually like interested in learning about them, ask the interviewer what's your most rewarding experience of working at mm-hmm. the company. Flipping on them, yeah, yeah, like Flip because it. they all they always say mm-hmm. oh, that's a good question. <laughs> they they love saying that, like love, they yeah. just like they don't get that yeah, all the time. Like, like um, now you'd be surprised. Nobody asked the interviewer about like what their experiences are, um, because they forget. I don't the believe nothing they say. You'll be surprised. <laughs> you'll be surprised because like a lot of people. Turn the interview into twenty questions instead of making it a conversation. Yeah, right, right. So once you start trying to get a feel for what That's the true. actual interviewer's experiences has been, that also helps you get a feel for the company. Seeing that the interviewer works there for like eight years, mm-hmm. you know they have like a lot yeah. of perspective mm-hmm. on what happens, why right. they've been there, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just trying to get a feel for their experiences and also just showing them like, all right, you actually care about absolutely. My it's, a, it's an interest, and so. Also, keep in mind that this is where you, you know, if you really love this position, this is probably where you could spend like 30, 40 years, you know, the retirement age is like 70 now. So you're going to be making this company a lot of money. So yeah, you need to impress them, but they also need to impress you. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, like this is a back and forth exchange. Mm -hmm. Um your interviewer should never have you on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be, it should be a conversation. You're a man, man. I'm hoping like, to yeah, tell you, yeah, manhood yeah. is right there. Like, yeah, yeah, you should, it should never, you should never just feel uncomfortable. Like, it should be a back and mm-hmm. forth because they're selling you this mm-hmm. job just like you're trying to get this job. Don't be intimidated, man. You yeah. prepare. Remember, like, you, you did your research. Mm-hmm. Y'all having a conversation, but they just want to know more about you before yeah. you get this position. Yeah. Gotta speak, speak it, you know, as if it was. And so, if you don't get it, it's not because you didn't, you know, you weren't on your stuff. They just mm-hmm. picked somebody else because that's what they were looking for, you know. Yeah. There's not always a reason behind it. So, anyway, y'all, uh, I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to throw as far as the research or did we pretty much cover it um, from? I think that's it for the research, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we covered all that. Well, good, man. So, honestly, man, we gave y'all so much information right yeah. now, man. So, men, like, if, if the, the common sense that we were talking about that ain't so common man y'all y'all take what we gave y'all these nuggets man from stuff that we've done we've had the experiences we've taken the time to do we've had success with this we failed at this too so mm-hmm. 
just take what you can, man, and uh, and apply it because we got to do better, man. You got to be on your career and do not let the interview process eliminate that, man. We This is just one of many topics I'm going to discuss in these podcasts, man. I'm going to have different people coming on and, you know, people that have experience in what I'm talking, the topics that I'm going to discuss. So uh, once again, this is Storm Matisse coming to you from Brooklyn, New York, bringing you everything I think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny or fat. These are the facts and everything that I think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. Uh, If you enjoyed the podcast, stick around because we definitely will have uh, more to come. This is just the beginning. We uh we we really trying to take let this thing take off. I'm just trying to get my feet wet before I move on to to bigger endeavors. And so mm. uh, I appreciate you listening, man. And until anybody next catch time. that endeavors, <laughs> anybody catch that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we throwing nuggets all night, man. So <laughs> until next time.